It's hiding, waiting for Jesus to come back. We are called by God. We're on the front line of an invasion in this country with darkness greater than I've ever seen. Where's the bold believer at? Where's the church of Jesus Christ? Where's the remnant at? My heart is grieved for this world. I believe the world needs a book of Acts encounter. We need book of Acts churches. are waking up pastors are waking up saying I can't live like this there's something wrong in the world and I need Jesus more than ever I need to be bold with my faith I need to be bold in what I believe in I need to be bold as a lion I need to stand up for righteousness in the land of the living my generation my children's generation depends on my boldness wrong is wrong and right is right the enemy has come in like a flood into our land into our generation we see it everywhere and the Bible tells us that God will raise up a standard against the enemy hallelujah but what if you are that standard what if you are that person that God wants to raise up against the enemy what if you are that voice what if you are the one that's to confront the false worship the idol worship in the church are talking about God's people. What if that standard God wants to raise up is you? Will you go? Will you speak? Say, I need the fire to do that. Will you prophesy? Will you confront wickedness in the world and in the church? You say, where is God in this hour? I say, where are the Elijahs? Where are they? crying out where is God I'm telling you God wants to raise some people up where are the spirit-filled messengers armed with the fire of God that will raise up a standard against the enemy are you here are you here under the 
I want to welcome you to a place that is on fire, a place that is in revival, a place that is ready and able to lift up the name of Jesus. In every single service, we begin with prayer. So right now, I feel the anointing of a breaker in this room, and we're ready to break through some things this morning. So if you've got a heavenly language, now begin to give God that praise right now. If you are a worshiper, begin to open wide your mouth and give God some worship. Oh God, we're here. God, we're in position to give you the highest praise. We want to create an atmosphere for your glory to fill. We want to create an atmosphere for your presence to settle in this place. God, we are here and we are desperate for a fresh move and a fresh touch from
here. I'm ready to jump into the river. I'm ready to jump into the river. I'm ready to get some praise on. I'm ready to stop the devil again. I'm ready to lose chains again. I'm ready to receive overflow today. My God. My God, worship team.
worship you. In faith, we glorify you. Whoa, here we go. And all of my fear, I will turn into peace. And all of my fear, I will turn into peace. And all of my fear, come on, we'll turn it.
How we set me free? I can shout, 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 shout all day. Spend, spend, 
We come with praise this morning and worship to you. We come with praise this morning and worship for you. We worship, we worship, we worship. We worship, we worship, we worship you. Come on, lift up your worship right there. Come on. God, we honor you in this room and we give you glory. We give you the highest praise because you're worthy of it. We exalt you in this place. You're mighty, you're holy, you're worthy, Jesus. You can have your way here. 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 You can have your way. 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 
into my spirit yesterday and this morning and I want the worship team to stay with me here I want everyone to stay standing because we're going to pray here in a minute I had a thought and I, I probably will turn it into a sermon and it's out of the book of Revelation when God gets sick I say, Pastor Brian, that don't make no sense. Revelation chapter 3, verse 16 says, So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. God's not looking. Now, let me say this. He's speaking to the church. We're not speaking to lost people. He's speaking to the church. He's speaking to the church of Laodicea. And I want you to understand this here today. I believe the fire of God is going to hit you today. You're going to get your fire back. You're going to get your zeal back. You're going to get your passion back. You're going to get back to your first love. I don't want to be lukewarm. I want to be red hot for Jesus. I want to be a burning flame for Jesus. We'd rather have convenience than anointing. We'd rather live in compromise than in power. We'd rather walk walk lukewarm than walk burning hot higher for Jesus. I want every hand lifted. I don't want convenience. I want the anointing of God. I don't want comfort. I want the power of God. I don't want compromise. I want God's hand to move supernaturally. It's not by might nor by power, but by His Spirit. Come on. I am believing for a mighty move to start here in Los Angeles, sweep across this nation and world. But God ain't coming for a lukewarm church. Come on, somebody. You can't overcome if you're lukewarm. You can't walk in victory if you're lukewarm. The only way you can overcome and walk in victory is if you are red hot for Jesus. The word's got to be burning in you like a flame. His word is shut up in my bones. His word is living and breathing on the inside of me. I want Jesus more than anything else. I want Jesus more than anything else. I want Jesus more than that man. I want Jesus more than that woman. I want Jesus more than that or this. I want Jesus. Get your fire back. Get your zeal back. Get your passion back. 
what the enemy meant for evil, God will turn around for the good. Somebody's getting their fire back today. I'm not talking about smoke, I'm talking about fire. Smoke is a product of fire. I'm getting the whole thing back. I want it all. I want everything God has for me and my family. And the only way I can get it for our God in Hebrews 12, 29, for our God is an all-consuming fire. I want it all. I want everything God has. I want it all. I want it all. I want everything. Come on, lift your hands across this place. The fire of God is hitting people. The fire of the almighty God. Addictions are leaving right now in the name of Jesus. Hey! God is setting the captive free right now in the name of Jesus. The only way you can be free is through the fire of God. Woo. I want the fire. I can't, I can't live in smoke. I want to be consumed by the fire of God. I, I'm not going to be lukewarm. I'll tell your neighbor, say, I'm not going to be lukewarm. Tell your other neighbor, say, I'm not going to be lukewarm. There's two kinds of people, the one who are dead in their sins and the ones who are dead to their sins. Let me say it again. There are two kinds of people, the, one, the ones who are dead in their sins and the ones who are dead to their sins. I got victory. I got victory. I got victory. I walk in something that some people just don't understand. You're walking in things that people don't get. I'm not married to the world, I'm married to God. We've lived in compromises, the church, way too long. We've lived in a sinful state way too long. I want to be holy as he is holy. I want to walk in his goodness, in his mercy. I want more of Jesus. I want more of Jesus. Burn me up. Burn me up. Burn me up. Burn me up. I want to be so red hot for Jesus. When people get around me, they'll catch the fire too. Come on. When you get around someone that's red hot, you can't help but catch fire. There's a church in Whittier I've seen over the last few days that is not lukewarm, that won't settle for compromise or convenience. But there's a church at 7106 Sorensen Avenue that's red hot for Jesus. of God in their life. They want the power of God in their life. Come on.
This is the day. You're getting your fire back today. You're getting your fire back today. There's some, some people in the room. You're going to affect your life will change thousands of people's lives. Your life will impact so many people. But you're walking around lukewarm. And the sad thing is, you're confessing Christ to the world around you. And they think that's what Christianity is. They haven't seen... This world hasn't seen the fire of God in so long, they don't know what it is anymore. But when you walk into a church, when you get around people that have the real thing, the fire of the Holy Ghost, there's something that changes. There's something that changes. There's something that changes. There's something that changes. There's things that fall off your life. There's things that you start to walk in that you never walked in. You think you know, you do not know. You think you know, but there's more. There's more. We're going to go deeper. Lift your hands. There's more. There's more. I want more. I want it all. I want everything God has for me and my family. I want it all. I want it all. I want more. I want it all. I want it all. Everybody says, I want it all, but when it's time to pay the price, salvation is free. Everything else, you got to put work in. Faith comes by hearing, by hearing the word of God. You want more faith, you better get into the word more. Come on. We want more of you, God. Procrast I believe there's someone here today that's been procrastinating. I feel led by the Holy Spirit to do this right now. There's an old saying, procrastination is the thief, the thief of time. I believe procrastination is the recruiting sergeant of hell. With every head bowed, every eye closed. Someone here that needs to give their life to Jesus for the first time. Surrender to Jesus. There's someone here today that needs to rededicate their life to Jesus. You're called by God. You're settling for scraps. 
You're living a life you weren't called to live. You're living in compromise. Instead of the power of God. Right now, if you need to surrender to Jesus, and I'm not talking about making a decision. I'm talking about regeneration. I'm talking about when everything changes. We don't make decisions to follow Jesus. We have a conversion. And everything changes. If that's you, you need to surrender to Jesus right now. Make him Lord and Savior of your life. Or you need to rededicate your life to Jesus right now. Because you've been lukewarm. And you were called to live hot for Jesus. When I count to three, just lift your hand. Procrastination is the thief of time. Today is the day of salvation. One, I come against procrastination in the name of Jesus. This is your time. I come against every lie of the pit of hell. Two, the Holy Spirit is moving through this place. If you need to surrender to Jesus right now, rededicate your life to Jesus right now. You've been lukewarm. You need to get your fire back. Lift your hand now so that's me. Lift it up. I see hands going up all over. The upper deck, I see hands. Keep them up. 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 Everyone says, let me say, Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me of my sins. I want to be red hot for you. I surrender to you today. I love you, Jesus. Amen. Come on, let's give all those wonderful people. You know, heaven rejoices when one person... When one person gives their life to Jesus, can we just give Jesus a big shout of praise? Look what the Lord has done. my mind he saved me just in time or I'm gonna praise his name he saved just the same come on and praise him look what the Lord has done look what the Lord has done look what the Lord has done he healed my body he touched
One time over the last few nights, it has been amazing. You do not want to miss tonight. I mean, as you can tell, I don't even have a voice right now. I've been shouting so much. Tonight is going to be powerful. Now, tonight, we usually have church at 6. Tonight, it's at 7. The doors will open at 6, so you could be here at 6. But service won't start till 7. Amen? How many are excited what God is doing? Come on, I'm going to say it again. How many are excited with Jesus? Can we give Jesus the biggest shout of praise? There was a lady that got baptized in water last night. She went in. She had, did she have a broken arm or something wrong with her arm? brace her arm something was wrong with her arm she went in the water she came out and her arm was completely healed She was up here dancing on the stage. How many know we serve a miracle working God? How many know we serve a miracle working God?
too good to me. He's been too good to me. He's been too good. I'll praise him in the morning. I'll praise him in the afternoon. I'll praise him in the evening. I'll praise him in the valley. I'll praise him on the mountain. I'll praise him everywhere in between. Cause he's been too good. enough to reach down and save you he pulled you from that miry clay and set your feet upon the rock of salvation can we just take a few moments and give him praise for everything he's done Hey! Hey! 
I just got to preach it like it is. See, you think it's your money. You think it's your business. Come on. You think it was uh, your abilities that got you the job. You know, that's called pride. Yep. Especially as a believer of Jesus Christ. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. It's not your money, it's not your business, it's not your abilities. God has blessed you. God has blessed you. God has blessed you. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed when I come and when I go. I'm blessed. And I'm blessed because I know the blesser. And everything I have belongs to him. Yeah. If you believe that here today, give him a shout of praise. Yeah. If you think your ability got it to, for you, let me tell you. Let me tell you, tell you who created you and gave you the abilities you have. You didn't create yourself. Come on, somebody. Well, my mama and my papa created me. God knew you before, before you were formed in your mother's womb. God knew you from the foundation of time. God put gifts and ability in you from the foundations of time. God created you, not your mama, not your papa. He used them, but it was God who created you. Everything I have belongs to God. Everything. Come on, give Jesus a shout of praise. You don't want to miss July 29th. We're having a special service. Dr. Rod Parsley is going to be here. Get here early. It will be completely packed so I can get here real early to get a seat. Hallelujah. You do not want to miss tonight. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have you sit down for a minute. I'm going to preach. Just a, something that God has put on my heart. He's put so many things on my heart. How many love what God's been doing? Come on, give him a shout of praise if you love what he's doing. If you have your Bibles, turn to Ezekiel 37. This is, I've been studying this now, this passage, for a couple weeks. I can't get off of it. And I'm going to read a few things. How many appreciate, we have a tag team here. Pastor Shalom, can we give him a big hand? 
I got to tell you, we've had some amazing worship leaders here over the last few days. But let me tell you, as a proud pastor, we have the best worship team in the entire world. I am so proud of our worship team, our media team. They have been amazing. And we have, that Pastor Tony has brought in world-class uh, musicians, world-class worship leaders. And I truly believe that our worship team, I know it's not a competition, but I, I know my worship team's the best. Come on, somebody. You know what we got that most people don't got? Oil. Our worship team is covered in oil. Whew. They just don't play play a key or hit a string. They got oil on that thing. Come on. When they sing, it's oily. If you don't know what that means, get around here tonight. You'll find out what the oil is. It is oily. Pastor Shalom is oily. Come on, somebody. I want to, I mean, look at Matt here on the organ. Give me a little something, Matt. Hey. I feel like I'm an excellent preacher, but, but my anointing goes to another level with an organ. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. Matt is new to playing the organ though. But he's done an excellent job. Can we give him a big hand? We're so blessed what God is doing. Turn your Bibles to Ezekiel 37. I'm not going to preach too long because we're going to come back here tonight at 7. And, but I really believe God is doing something in Los Angeles. And I've seen it over the last few days clearer than ever before. Ezekiel 37, verse 1, the hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, and it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around, and behold, there were very many in the open valley, and indeed, they were very dry. And he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, O Lord God, you know. Again, he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise and suddenly a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to bone. 
Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. Also, he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man. And he said to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded, and breath came into them, and they lived and stood up stood upon their feet an exceedingly great army. Can I get a loud hallelujah? Give me one more hallelujah. Give me one more real loud hallelujah. I believe this is a picture of what's happening in some people's lives, but also what's happening here in Los Angeles, in California. You know, there are some things that have happened over the last few years since the pandemic that have become very obvious. People are leaving California. If you didn't know that, people are leaving. Tesla moved to Texas. Different companies have moved. A lot of people think California is hopeless. People love the weather, but that's about it. A lot of people have written California off and says it's just run by movie stars, celebrity politicians that care nothing about life, that care nothing about your children. Some of the most extreme agendas are being pushed in this state. We're starting a woman's center in the fall on our property. Because a third of the abortions in America from this point on will happen in the state of California. A third. 33% of all abortions moving forward will happen in this state. I read a news article. Art showed it to me. A third. People think there's no hope here. People think this place is being run by lunatics. They're trying to educate our children that they can be transgender, gender fluid. If you feel like being a tree, you could be a tree. If you feel like being a dog, we'll put a litter box or a dog box in your classroom. And I don't think that's a joke. I think if children decide to be cats or dogs, they'll put litter boxes in some classrooms. Someone told me that the other day, and I, I can't even fathom that. What are we teaching the next generation? Is it easier just to move to Texas or somewhere else? But there's millions upon millions of people living here. Souls that are going to hell. People that are lost and bound and have no way out. They're teaching our children such things that are so ridiculous that it would have been a joke 10 years ago. Now the world acts like it's truth. There's only one truth, which is the word of God. God needs a church in California that doesn't play games, that doesn't tell you you can do whatever you feel like that doesn't tell you you can be this or that but that will speak the truth of God's word and stand up for righteousness in the land of the living that will say truth is truth and a lie is a lie
We hate sin but love people. We got to speak up. We got to preach this gospel with truth. We have to tell the next generation that we are fighting for them. We have to preach this glorious gospel with its power. We have enough powerless churches. God showed me this this week. There's many people that pray. Many people that pray. But not many people pray with faith. Many people pray. But most people don't believe what they're praying for is going to happen. Many people pray. But not many people pray with faith. Don't pray for me if you're not going to pray with faith. I don't need your words. I need the power of God. It's not what you say. It's what's on what you say. It's not what you say. It's what's on what you say. The fire of God is on what you say. The faith of the Almighty is on what you say. So when you say something, say it with faith. Say it with fire. Say it with conviction. Say it with the authority that comes from God. We don't need no more cookie cutter churches. They'll have you come in and give you a show for an hour and send you on your way. I don't need a show. I don't need a performance. I don't need a pastor that's a stand-up comedian half the time. And then the other half of the time, he, he's, a, he's, he's a, your life coach. I'm not your life coach, and I'm not your comedian. I'm a preacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and I will preach this gospel to the day I die. Come on. We don't need stand-up comedians, and we don't need no life coaches. We need the power of the almighty God to hit your life. You need miracles, signs, and wonders to follow you. You need to believe this book from Genesis to Revelation. You need to be sold out for Christ. Some of you ain't ready for this kind of preaching. That's all right. We'll still be here. In Ezekiel, this screams of a hopeless situation. Just like what we're in. It looks hopeless. It looks helpless. It looks like there's no way. But I saw something this week. I saw churches come together. I saw churches that wanted more of God. I saw a remnant in California on Thursday night. I saw some people wearing jeans with holes in them. And I saw some people wearing veils. But they were worshiping Jesus. And they wanted more of God. I don't care if you wear a veil. I don't care if you wear a t-shirt. All we care is that you wear something. Come on, somebody. Isaiah saw this nation full of wounds, full of death. We see California. We see this nation. It turned away from God. But how many know God has given us great victories in this hour? But the battle is just beginning.
And it's time more than ever before that we step up, especially here. Because there is a remnant here. There are people that want more of God. They want the fire of God. They're consumed. Written all over California is impossible. You're never going to change this. It's too far gone. I don't believe that. No faith is required for the possible. No faith is required for the possible. No faith is required for the possible. But it takes great faith. Actually, it only takes faith like a mustard seed to see the impossible. I have faith that California will be saved for the glory of God. I have faith that a remnant will rise out of Los Angeles greater than ever before. I believe there's going to be an outpouring in this hour greater than Azusa streets, greater than what's ever been happened. And I believe God is looking to use you. I believe God wants to use you. I believe there's thousands of lives attached to your life. But you got to understand when you walk around, I can imagine Ezekiel walking around, touching the bones. Because he said they're very dry. As you walk around, you go into the, these different places. It looks dead. It looks dead. How can anything change? How can anything change? It seems impossible. How many know God specializes in the impossible? Let me say it again. How many know God specializes in the impossible? Maybe your situation you're facing today seems impossible. God specializes in it. God says... Son of man, can these bones live? Here was death. Here was a curse. Dry, empty. Hopelessness. A wasteland. Devastation. Can these bones live? Could Ezekiel bring life to this situation? There was no pretty declarations or pretty doctrine. Hear me today. The world is not waiting for a, do, a new definition of the gospel. The world is waiting for a new demonstration of the gospel. We need a demonstration. We need when sick people walk into this place, they don't have to hit the altar. They just walk on the property and they're healed. The lame come in on a wheelchair chair staying here and they're walking home the addicted come in and every chain is broken before they even walk in the church i believe in that kind of power that comes from god i believe that people will walk in to the tabernacle and feel the glory of god 
Fear will leave. Doubt will leave. Addiction will leave. Demons will flee in the name of Jesus. We serve a mighty God. We serve a powerful God. He's not dead, but he's alive. And if he's alive, I'm alive in him. Come on. Get back your fire. Get back your power. Many people pray, but not many pray with faith. I want to be a church where they say, if you get prayer there, they have faith to believe for the impossible. I'm not saying some cute, smutsy wootsy prayer. We're praying when we, when we pray for the sick. We believe they're going to be healed in the name of Jesus. Don't pray for me unless you believe. Don't waste my time. Don't waste your time. If you're not going to pray to believe, you're just going to say a few words. I don't need your few words. I need the power of God. The world doesn't need men and women of doctrine. The world needs men and women of faith. The world needs, the world is sick, sad, sin-entangled, sex-soaked, and perishing. The world is hungering for an answer, and we have one. It's our Savior, Jesus Christ. We have the answer. We walk around like we don't, but we have it. Greater is he that lives in me than he that lives in the world. I can do all things through Christ Jesus that gives me strength. He's my way maker. He's my promise keeper. He's the one that makes every crooked path straight. I serve Jehovah Jireh, my provider, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Sick Canoe. I serve the God of the impossible. He is the honey from the rock. He is the light of my salvation. You're, you're walking around like he's dead. He, he's not dead. The church of Jesus Christ is the answer. Ezekiel was spirit-led. As a man, he must have shuddered at the appalling sight of a mountain of dry bones. But the, on the other side of Ezekiel's faith, lives were in the balance. On the other side of your faith, lives are in the balance. Your life affects others. I can only imagine what rushed through his soul. I prophesied as I was commanded. He didn't settle. Let me preach this. He didn't settle. He was a fool for God. He looked in the face of impossibilities and trusted in God. He was a fool for God. I don't like looking foolish. I don't like looking stupid. Most of us would say that. 
Can you imagine him speaking to bones? I won't even praise next to someone because I don't want to look weird. You're not going to see a valley of dry, dead bones come to life. If you can't worship next to your neighbor because you don't want to look weird, if you care more about what you look like than what God wants for your life, you have missed it. If you care more about what people say than what God says, you've missed it. If you care more about what your neighbor thinks about you, see, I don't care what my neighbor thinks. I don't care what the person on the left thinks, the person on the right. I will worship God. I will dance. I will I'll dance. I'll praise. I'll lift up the name that's above every name. He said to the bones, here, but they had no ears. They were bones. Ezekiel simply did as he was told. How many of God's children modify God's command because we don't want to embarrass ourselves? How many of us modify what God says? Because we don't want to embarrass ourselves. God's called you to do something. I'm going to tweak it a little bit, God. Let me modify it. Because you don't understand what it's like here. He doesn't. Well, I don't want to be embarrassed. It's a lot better if I do it like this. No wonder you have no breakthrough in your life. Because you modify everything God says to you. God's trying to get you out of a situation, and you keep, you're keeping yourself in the situation. God's trying to make a way out, and you keep staying in. God's trying to get you to walk in something you never walked in before, and you're, you're worried about being embarrassed? Honey, come on, somebody. Slap your neighbor and say, don't care about being embarrassed. You need to do what God says. But Ezekiel obeyed, and there was a great noise. Now, that would have suited most of us. The noise. We would have wrote, written 45 books about the noise. We'd have sold sermon CDs about the noise. We'd have celebrated and stopped there and felt really good about ourselves. But Ezekiel did not mistake commotion for creation. Ezekiel did not mistake commotion for creation or action for unction or rattle for revival. Let us never settle for commotion. Let us settle, let's never settle for action alone. Let us never settle for rattle. We want revival. Can I get a loud amen? I don't want to settle for commotion. I don't want to just settle for action alone, and I don't want to settle for a rattle. I want the revival of God to hit my life, hit my family's life, hit my church, hit my city, hit this nation and world. Come on. First, bone came together bone to bone. But Ezekiel said, what good are skeletons? Skeletons. 
Most of us would have been happy with the skeletons. But what can a skeleton do? Skeleton can't fight an army. Can't fight a battle. We settle for our breakthrough when we see skeletons. And we think it's God's promise for our life. It's just skeletons. Then flesh came on the skeletons. That was just a corpse. Now most people, if they see a corpse, they think they're walking in some miracles. It's just a corpse. It has eyes but can't see. Feet but can't walk. Hands and can't fight. It is a corpse. It's not till the breath of God, the Ruach of God, the breath of the Almighty God. We got churches that count. Hold on, don't go too crazy on me. We got churches that count skeletons as an army. We got churches that think corpses is a mighty move of God. But it is not. It's not till the breath of God breathes into your situation. It's not till the breath of God breathes into a church. It's not till the breath of God gets into your life. You can't settle for skeletons. You can't settle for corpses. You need the Ruach, the breath of God in your life more than ever before. We need the breath of God. Los Angeles can't settle for skeletons anymore. California can't settle for corpses anymore. That's how we've done church way too long. We need the breath of God. It will make some uncomfortable because the gospel is offensive. My preaching should make some people uncomfortable today. It should convict you. If all you ever hear is happy-go-lucky messages, we are tipping through tulips and dandelions. That is not the gospel. If it's seven ways to better your life, this is not always the gospel message. It should have conviction, power, regeneration. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. When you have the breath of life in you, you're not lukewarm. There's an army that's rising up, but it needs the breath of God. There's a Smith Wigglesworth quote that I love. I think we have it. It reads like this. There is nothing impossible with God. All the impossibility is with us when we measure God by the limitation of our unbelief. There is nothing impossible with God. All the impossibility is with us when we measure God by the limitations of our unbelief. I'm believing for God to move today. I'm believing breath to come into your situation. Everyone stand. I'm believing for a mighty move of God. I want the worship team to come back.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ezekiel held on. He resisted doubt. Instead of being discouraged at skeletons, he pressed on. Instead of being discouraged at corpses, he pressed on. He took it that God was with him. Alone with God, he prevailed. God's just looking for one or two. That are willing to obey him and look like a fool. I'd rather be called a fool on this earth. Then when I stand at the judgment seat of God. He says, I don't even know you. I don't even know what you were doing. Right now, the Holy Spirit's going to begin to do miracles. I'm going to pray for the breath of God life, your circumstances, your situation, every hand lifted. The miracle working power of God is here today. Where are the Ezekiels that will prophesy again? Where are the Ezekiels that will walk through the valley of the dry bones and say, hear the word of the Lord? Where are the men and women of God that will stand up for righteousness in this state? Where are the men and women of God that will not back down, that will not run in defeat, that will not give in or give up? They won't settle for skeletons or corpses. I'm believing for a great army to rise up. An army that has life in it. The life of God. I believe that God is raising up people in this hour to do greater things. To do greater things than ever before. It's not by might, nor by power, but by his spirit. There are nations crying out. There are cities being destroyed. But God always has a remnant. Right now, I speak life into your situation. Lift your hands. Deliverance. Drug addiction is being delivered from, someone is getting delivered from drug addiction right now. 
healing. Someone's back is being healed right now. Tumors. Cancer is leaving right now in the name of Jesus. He's a healer. He's a way maker. He's a promise keeper. If you need a miracle, wave at me right now. Wave. Any kind of miracle. Natalie, come here. We're going to pray the prayer of faith for you. I'm not going to pray cute words. I'm going to pray with faith. Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. These bones will live again. I declare breath of God is coming into these bones. I declare life is coming into these bones. I declare the sun sets free and free indeed. I declare he's a miracle working God. Life. Life. Healing.
tested. If you're experiencing any demonic opposition in your life or in your family's life, I'm not talking about just the big things. I'm talking about when you drink wine instead of the new wine. I'm talking about when that sin issue in your life creeps up and you just keep going back to it. Oh, the river of God will flow through you and will wash that thing out of you. And all you want is the Holy Ghost. All you want is the fire of God. Anything, lack, opposition, addiction, frustration, self-hatred, suicidal thoughts, anxiety, worry, torment, lack. Come on, I'm saying lack over and over because there's some people in here God wants to let wealth flow in your life so you can resource the kingdom of God. Any opposition? Lift your hands, lift your hands, lift your hands. Oh, let faith rise in this place. I sense this. There are some people that the enemy has stole from here right now. The enemy has taken from you. God's word promises that you're not just going to get it back, but you're going to get it back seven times greater. Let me say it again, seven times greater. I curse every foul spirit. I curse every demon. I curse every generational curse. I curse every witchcraft that has been spoken over you. I curse every demonic bondage. I curse every soothsayer, say a psychic. I declare the word of the Lord. right now I call forth destiny through the Holy Ghost the enemy has been lying to you way too long you are called by God you belong to a royal priesthood you're an heir to the kingdom of heaven you're a child of God there's a purpose on your life and the enemy wants to keep you in a pig pen you don't belong in a pig pen because you're a son or daughter of the King of Glory. There are lives attached to your life. There's destiny attached to your life. There's purpose attached to your life. I curse every foul spirit that is lying to you right now that says you can't, that you won't, that says you've done too much. I declare that if God be for you, who could be against you? Hallelujah. No, 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 no. Put some pictures up of Tijuana, of ministry in Tijuana. 
church, we're going to prophesy to this city. We're going to prophesy to this city. We've been going for years, month after month after month. Orphanages on the streets, seeing souls saved, seeing demons cast out, praying for those that are so sick in body from AIDS and hepatitis and seeing the miracle working power of God unleashed. Some of them give their lives to Jesus moments before they're taken to heaven because there's a people that are willing to look like fools for God. A people, a faithful people, year after year after year after year. A people in this place that are determined to see Tijuana saved for the glory hey. of God. Hey. To see Mexico saved for the glory of God. To see those dry bones live for the glory of God. To see every baby in those orphanages filled with the fire of God, exposed to the glory of God. Drug addicts set free, prostitutes made princesses for Jesus. He can do it. He can do it. And you know, we have a crusade there in September. I hear the word of the Lord. I hear a nation coming back to life. I hear bone coming against bone. I hear an army rising and multiplied thousands and we'll see limbs grow back we'll see chains of addiction shattered off we'll see demons flee we'll see a people changed and transformed for the glory of God and we're willing to go we're willing to believe we're willing to intercede and we're willing to give in the name of Jesus we're willing to give in the name of Jesus Tijuana shall be saved. Tijuana shall be saved. Tijuana shall be saved for the glory of God. You can look like a fool when you rent a stadium and you don't know who's going to show up. We've done that multiple times, renting the stadium and believe by faith people will come. We'll look like a fool for God dry bones hear the word of the lord come on give jesus a shout of praise ushers come forward i want natalie to receive the offering right now you can give your tithe faithfully that holy sanctified 10 percent of all your increase but you can give an offering specifically to the tijuana crusade this morning above that 10%, everything coming in, 
this morning is going to go to our Tijuana crusade. We're believing for souls to be saved, for God to be glorified, and revival to hit that place, for dry bones to live, for an army to be raised up, and for a city to be shaken and a nation to be taken for the glory of God. So in the name of Jesus, we bless every giver. As we return our tithe to you, Lord, we thank you for every tither. And we declare that the windows of heaven will open on our behalf as we remain faithful with our tithe and as we give above our tithe and offering. We thank you, Jesus, that every need will be met in our lives. We thank you, Jesus, that every need in our families will be met. And we thank you in advance, Lord, that every need for this crusade will be met. We thank you, it's already done. It's already finished in the name of Jesus. And so we receive this offering today and know the breath of heaven will breathe and multiply as you see fit Jesus to provide for this mighty initiative. In Jesus' name, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. Ushers, you can receive the tithe and offering this morning. And church, a message doesn't come across like that. Anointing doesn't come into a tabernacle like this without Jesus expecting to do the miraculous. If you need a miracle, if you need breakthrough, if you need the devil thrown out of your life and rivers of living water to flow into your life, if you need the breath of heaven to take over your life, to take over your family, to take over in your circumstances. We wanna pray with you. We wanna believe with you. And we wanna see you back here tonight. But we have pastors up here that will pray you through until you see it. We'll pray you through until the fire of God consumes you. We'll pray you through until rivers of living water flow in your life and the enemy flees in the name of Jesus. So worship will continue. Pastors will be up here. We'll pray with you, and we want to see you back here tonight. Amen. <laughs>